1: you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger
2: for the ones who get it done.
0: Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey,
1: everybody, Arch here, and it is Super Bowl Monday. Max, what's going on? Uh, very happy
3: Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Uh, I would like to say, um, if you haven't gotten anything for your significant other and they're expecting something, then uh, it's probably too late. Uh, if you go to the grocery stores or you know, CVS or Walgreens or whatever, uh, the aisles are probably bare, so you're probably fucked or you probably won't be fucked because you didn't get uh, a gift for your significant other. There you go i see what he did
0: there <laughs> yeah
2: if you wait till four o'clock on a sunday afternoon on super bowl you're kind of fucked if you're looking for chips and dip and anything else at the same time too so um, yeah i guess we'll keep the intro short because i don't know about max i'm sure since his team won the super bowl but uh, i've got a lot to say about yesterday's
3: festivities
1: all right um yeah you know and there's a little uh there's a little uh new t-shirt up in this in the shop right now max
3: Yes, that's right. Uh, if if it's it's kind of too late to buy right now for Valentine's Day, but you should check it out. We do have our Valentine's flare over at the DGen Shop. That's absolutely degeneracy.com. dot Click on the little DGen Shop icon, uh, and there is a promotion today. In fact. Oh. Um, I, I don't usually do commercials this early, but you can get twenty percent off all of our merchandise today. Um, so that is our promo for today. So yeah, head over to the DGN shop, get twenty percent off. Not bad. And yeah, I, I love that design. I'm gonna have to buy one myself.
1: Oh, there you go. What's going on, iceberg? He wants to say hello to everybody. What's going on, iceberg? All right. <laughs> there was a football game yesterday. Max, do you have any thoughts?
3: i mean i i have lots of thoughts um first off congratulations to the rams uh for winning uh the super bowl uh aaron Donald, i'm very very happy for him um cooper cup uh, amazing performance down the stretch and and kind of kind of said it like uh if if someone on the rams was going to win mvp more than likely it was going to be cooper cup and that last drive um he rushed the fucking ball for a first down. He seemed to catch every single fucking pass. He got a helmet to helmet hit, shook that off, caught, caught the fucking game winning touchdown. So, uh, amazing um you know i i know a lot of people are going to be nitpicking about the phantom uh hold call i mean there was holding but it shouldn't have been a call uh but i i think you're you're saying on twitter arch uh kind of nullified the uh the the no face mask yeah it was uh, it was an that, apology that, 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 was, that was our bad yeah jalen ramsey's head almost got uh torn off on on that fucking uh on that play but you know uh we didn't see that one so we we, we saw something a little bit extra over here um uh, you know, uh, it was an entertaining game. Uh, I think the, the, the defense really showed up for the Bengals, um, definitely uh, against the run. And that didn't stop McVeigh. And a lot of people criticizing him. Was, Why are you running the ball? Well, because you run the ball. Because you run the ball, you set up the play action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and
1: that's what he, he had to. Except that if, I, I got to interject there was no, there's a setup, but no payoff. There was no, no I, payoff.
3: I I, I concur. I concur, but he, you had to keep doing it to establish the play, play action when you needed it. I look at it this way, is the Rams saved everything they needed to for the fourth quarter. The Rams were pretty much, let's keep this close into the fourth quarter and then do everything we need to. Tied, tied the uh, record for the most sacks in a Super Bowl with seven. <laughs> yeah. Almost all of them came in the fourth quarter. They did not touch him in the first half. And almost everything came, they decided, let's change things up in, in the second half. It really was that, that, that Rocky kind of like, you know, go with your right hand, go with your right hand. Okay, now it's okay to go to the left hand. And that, that's what the Rams did. Anyway, I, I'm interested to hear what Panthers, he's been a fan of the Rams all season. He really thought the Rams <laughs> were going to win the Super Bowl all season long. Uh, and so I really need to hear from Panther on, on his team that he's been rooting for the entire season. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, you know, I, I honestly think this game probably went... As expected, Uh, I think we we all had the KOD on the over, but you you watch this thing play out and there weren't a ton of explosive plays. We're going to talk about Stafford's interceptions. One of them, maybe you can put on the receiver, got his hand on it, was still way out in front of him. The other one, uh, telling a guy to go deep, go deep and Stafford can't throw that far. Uh, And we've seen that multiple times this season, Um, but both defenses I thought played incredibly well. If I'm going to nitpick anywhere, though, it is going to be on the officiating. And I don't know what they talked about before the game. They left these guys playing. We had the no-call face mask that was – I don't know I don't call that. Even the guy behind the the play should have been able to see how, how Ramsey's head was completely turned um, but there was no judgmental flags, right? You had, you had obvious flags you have to throw for a dumb ass coming out on the field and it's t- in a celebration. Um, <laughs> that's inactive. You, it, there was flags they had to throw, but judgmental flags holding past interference were never thrown until the last two minutes of the game. And I, I just kind of like, mm, what are we doing here? You got, you let these guys play and now we're not letting them play. Um, but look, I think the better team, the better team won. And we, we saw out of the Bengals. This is a team that, that's got spirit. They've got Mojo. They've got Joe. And um that offensive line, just like we've been talking about for the last two seasons. They get that address. I think we're going to see these Bengals back in the game again.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. That was a serious weakness. So when the Bengals couldn't really disguise what they were doing anymore, when the Rams knew what they were doing and the Bengals knew what they were doing, that last that last drive to try and tie the game or maybe win the game, there was no chance. The Rams just just kicked it into gear. I mean, Burrow had like one second to throw before he had somebody on him. It was just they couldn't disguise it. It was just a free for all. I'm not so kind on the Rams plan. I mean, obviously, OBJ going down was devastating for the Rams because it was clear he was the explosive element of that offense. And when he went down, oh, that was bad and because,
3: because at that point though then they they could uh double triple up on cup
1: right right yeah, yeah exactly uh but man um <laughs> that running on first down continually over and over and over again and it doesn't pay out it doesn't it, it they didn't do anything with that they didn't set up a play action they they didn't really move the ball until they were like fuck it let's go shotgun let's spread the field and let's throw let's go we gotta we gotta get down there mcveigh's legacy good job you saved it but He was—he was uh, just—he was one bad throw away from his legacy being absolutely tarnished and destroyed.
3: Not sure, I, but I, again, I, you know, uh, d- d- let's let's rewind to something Panther said. I I I'm, I was texting when, when my boys uh during the game went when, when uh, Stafford tried to fucking throw that bomb into the end zone. I was like, who the fuck this guy think he is, Brett Favre? I mean,
1: <laughs> well, he looked like it,
3: <laughs> you know? I, it, yeah, seriously, like gunslinging like that. I was like, God damn, and, and not even like good Brett Favre, like Brett Favre and is like you know thirty eight eight years uh, you know uh, in the, in the league or whatever. Um yeah, so I mean that was frustrating to to watch him throw that interception. The other one, yeah, yeah that, that was definitely uh the Notre Dame receiver's fault. Um
1: Always be firing. Always be firing.
2: Always be look, if Odell could handle the turf <laughs> he wouldn't go out there. Just say
3: Uh yeah, no, I feel bad for Odell. He was he was absolutely uh, heartbroken that he couldn't be out there. Um uh, is it a different game with with, with him oh, out yeah. there? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. But again, does 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 not Cooper Cup prove that he was the fucking MVP? Mm-hmm. When they needed a first down, they gave him the goddamn ball. They did a Debo Samuel like they're just they 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 went to the Shanahan playbook and they're like, hey, let's pull the Debo out. And that's what they did. And that's how Cooper Cup got, yeah, and, and he almost ran into a fucking defender. He, had, he, 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 he was lucky that he just uh, cut back in and got that first down there because, you know, I, I'm giving uh, McVay all the credit in the world for that play, but if it would have failed, I'd be like, you fucking idiot. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, he put the ball in the hands of his best player. That's what you got to do. when. The, yeah, that's what you, you have know, to
3: do. And that whole drive, I think he, he he hit the tight end once, uh, just once. Everything else was Cooper Cup. He touched the ball in that final drive, so deserve it of the MVP. Absolutely, I, I wouldn't have been mad if they gave it to Aaron Donald because, again, you know, two sack performance got kind of hurried it up. Um, but, it, but it really did feel—I I wouldn't say—the Rams were definitely playing that kind of softer defense in the first half. That that Patrick Mahomes type defense. Um, uh, they, they were not being as aggressive. I think they, you know, three-four man rush really, mm-hmm. you know, most of the first half. When they started putting the pressure on. I think they were waiting for that offensive line to just be a little gassed because they had nothing at the end. Like they could not like Donald was pushing past two guys. Von Miller was getting in there, you know, and, and it was just that, that addition of Von Miller, you know, he questions like, oh, you're sacrificing your future for a guy that's that old. I think that third pass rusher having him, Floyd and Donald out there. Against a team like the Bengals, that that was the huge fucking difference maker right there on defense.
2: I want to say something real quick about Mr. Floyd. Um, I've been very aware of this guy throughout the majority of the season. You know, I I always pay attention to your skill players and the quarterbacks and receivers, but there was a, a couple plays. One on Joe Burrow. Where he could have went full Hulk Hogan and picked him up and body slammed him, he he <laughs> held, he held him and then not, not later, not later, uh, same deal with I think with Joe Mixon, yeah, where he yeah. He picked, and picked him up Mixon, <laughs> and, and, and I, I thought it, it, the Stafford, the Ray, like this is a hard team to hate, and I, and I definitely don't hate them. Uh, I just not a big fan of super teams, but um, th- they that was class, and I made the comment watching the game. I had some friends over, and I'm like, you know, that's class. I like to see that. There's so you get a lot of this um, roughing stuff and shoving people and and unintentional or, or actually intentionally just crushing people. And I thought the Rams played very disciplined. on defense. They looked very disciplined. Um, but I will say this: this this aura, if you will, of you can't throw on Jalen Ramsey that if, whatever that aura is i think got debunked real bad oh
3: stop it stop
2: it, stop stop it.
3: Stop it. it. So he, he he tripped up on the fucking turf we saw that and then someone grabbed his fucking face mask and now he's, now, now he's a face. piece of shit okay panther
2: all right get your fence all right so uh saturday we talked about a bunch of prop bets i don't think i just kept track of this i wrote a bunch of them down missed extra point Did anybody bet on that
1: no no one bet on the no, missed no one
2: bet point.
3: on this extra point there was one though
2: yeah there was the one missed extra point. Someone other than a quarterback throwing a touchdown.
3: yeah we've had that one yeah we, yeah. we, we, we hit money yeah. on that one that was yeah. a big one yeah, yeah.
2: Ram Sachs what was the what was the total because they went for that seven and 43
1: uh Ram Sachs was um, I got it up here minus 225.
2: yeah, I think they had to go over a certain number Stafford interception he, he, he was good for that <laughs> uh, cup with his yards touchdown and MVP. He, covered he, missed all he missed the yards. He
3: missed. No, he missed the yards. Oh. He only had ninety-two. He only had ninety-two. Uh, what did he have? To have? Eight, he had to have one hundred and three point five. But he hit oh, the receptions. Yeah. I think it was. It, he hit the eight receptions. He hit the touchdown, and he got the MVP. Which, which I I bet on the MVP for Cooper Cup. Yeah, uh,
2: Higgins. I believe he hit his yards and touchdown
3: yeah i think so yeah higgins had a uh, hundred yards so he he did his and he got two touchdowns i think higgins uh, hit his um jamar chase and, had a pretty good game too but uh, it was it was the higgins show it
2: seemed well it was the 75 yards shouldn't have been a touchdown that really helped
3: yeah yeah <laughs>
2: um and then the last one the big one did you guys see the meta quest 2 commercial with the pink octopus
3: there you go there you go <laughs> even though we found we found out Afterwards, that an octopus. I had no idea until I I I, you know, I started researching this afterwards. i was like, What the fuck is up with an octopus? An octopus is when someone scores a touchdown, and then right afterwards scores the two point conversion. So if, if OBJ would have got the two point conversion after his touchdown, he would have got eight points, which is an octopus.
2: Well, goddamn! And I thought it was just hilariously funny when I saw that octopus.
3: <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> listen, I will. I would fight the sports because as I saw an octopus. I saw one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Clarify what a goddamn octopus is because I, I saw one. It's it's really leading up to the show, too. I, I you know, the ESPN had um, animals uh, picking uh, the winners. And I was like, oh, come on. Show, show me an octopus. I was going to take a screen grab. I was like, fucking hey, I won.
1: <laughs> and I, I think a bet that inspired the most conversation of any bet I've ever made in my life. Mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. was a touchback. Yeah, The opening yep, kick yep. was a touchback. Yeah, Phil was all over that one. He was doing his homework and researching. He told me he loved it, and then <laughs> later on he posted this thing about why, oh, it's not going to happen, and <laughs> whew, it was stressful.
3: Uh, interesting, though, is uh, do you guys remember who won the coin toss? Uh, the Rams. Rams. No, 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 no. No, no, no.
2: Bengals won, I think Oh, yeah. The, Be- oh, the Bengals right, right, right. won
3: the coin toss. Eighth consecutive Super Bowl where the team has won the coin toss and lost. Mm. Unbelievable. Uh, that's what I'm saying, live in-game bet. Like, whoever, whoever wants Sorry, going to... the coin toss.
2: <laughs> hey, but that football KOD on the game, we hit that. We hit it? it was, yes. Yeah. I we mean, four a, and a half
3: extra point would have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got the four and a half, so we, we would have won half. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Extra point be damned.
1: You know. The over did not hit, which is interesting to me because, <laughs> man, uh, the first half, the live books, I ha- they had it at one point up to 52 Wow, the total. The second half did not go the way that I thought it would go, or the or the sports books.
3: It was that defense. It was yeah. it was the it was the Rams defense. I mean, again, like the the uh, you know the minus two yards and a cloud of dust on the Rams' uh, rushing game <laughs> yeah. didn't help much. Um, but I mean, it, it really was that that defense. It's, I think that, you know other than that they, they opened this the second quarter uh, second half with that touchdown. That was like the first play, right? They hit that the big touchdown. Um, and then after that, it was—it just seemed like they were going three and out. They, the, the Bengals had a hard time getting a first down after that. Um, I think they didn't get another first down probably until the fourth quarter. And in, in that uh, in that last drive, they got two first downs before. Uh, can we talk? We're running a little long. Should we take a little break? Let's take a break. Let's, let's do yeah. Uh, I already did the commercial, but I'm going to do it again. Let's talk about DJ gear. Oh, that's right. We got our Valentine's Day shirt available over at the DJ shop. Go to AbsoluteDjency.com. Click on the little DJ shop icon. Uh, save twenty percent off today only, though. So make sure you buy our gear. Keep the lights on around here and go full DJ.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
3: I just want to talk about that last uh, Bengals drive, right? Uh, they had a minute and 25 left, which is plenty of time. Plenty of time to do it. Um, they, they get it to second and one. And they, they run the ball. And you're talking about Floyd with his Herculean efforts. Aaron Donald somehow with one arm fucking gra- – I think it was Mixon was running the ball, grabbed him and like pulled him – like couldn't even like get anywhere close to the line of scrimmage and pulled him and dropped him down for, for like, I think like an inch gain on that fucking run to set up the third and one. I was just like, holy shit. That was, that was like, uh, uh, yeah, that was third down. So it was like set up the fourth down. I'm like, wow. And then on that, that, that fourth and one, I almost thought that, he was going to catch the ball. It looked when, close. When, 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 uh Burrow was like flailing and just kind of throws it, I almost thought his receiver was going to catch that. Did you almost expect that to happen? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, once, once it happened and, and you know, you can see it's like um, D- Donald couldn't script it any better of him getting that last, you know, QB hurry. I don't think he counted it counted as a sack because he did get the ball uh, loose, you know? Yeah. Cause he only had two sacks in the game, but uh, you know, Crazy to think that, like they had a minute twenty-five left, they could have still won that game. And if that guy would have caught the ball, it would have been over.
2: I, I kind of was thinking I was, as we were watching the Rams drive the ball. There came a, there came a time where we were still at like maybe the three minute mark, and I'm thinking to myself, you either you have to make the decision if you want to try and make a stand or just let them score and and you never really want to let somebody score but the way this Bengals put this they had a great game plan but the game plan did not factor in a, a 2 minute offense a minute and a half offense joe burrow just does not get enough time and you've got to move the ball you know 40 50 yards to get into field goal range and you're on a time limit and you got to throw the, like he really could not throw deep even on the on the uh first play of the second half where he threw deep that was a broken play. That the the, the uh, he he scooted forward and off to the left there because the, the defense had got so much deep penetration. He had to move up to the line of scrimmage and then throw it. Um, he just can't sit back in the pocket. I mean, and that they're going to address that. But I was like, man, yeah. And under normal circumstances, one twenty-five, two timeouts, that's doable. But with this offensive line. I mean, God, the Rams just teed off on him, and he, he couldn't do anything.
1: Yeah, the Bengals couldn't. They, I said earlier they couldn't disguise what they were doing. So th- that was it. the The Rams knew what was up. Everybody knew what was up. And oh boy, when you can't disguise what you're doing, when you have to do what you what you're going to do, and everyone knows it, they 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 had no they had no answers for the Rams' defense. Uh,
3: one last point here, and uh, just you know, Panther, uh, you know, the the Rams uh, had been doing this uh, running game, you know throughout the season with Henderson, Michelle, then Henderson went down and Akers came back. They had all three of them available. Do you think that caused a little bit of chaos of, of trying to get – I mean, Henderson did a great job of catching the ball, and I think that's where his value was. He, when, when Odell went down, Henderson um, and uh, Bryson Hopkins, the uh, tight end, they kind of picked up the slack of OBJ being out of the game. Um, you think a little confusion over – I mean, Michelle only had two carries. You know, um, uh, Henderson had four carries. Uh, Cam Akers uh, ran for an average of 1.6 yards per carry. Fantastic. Um, Cooper Cup on his one carry uh, had seven yards, which was, uh, you know, more than uh, Darrell Henderson or the same as Darrell Henderson did on his four attempts. Mm -hmm. So do you think a little confusion over like having the three running backs in there? Maybe Sonny Michelle got out of rhythm or something like that?
2: Maybe. I don't think there was any confusion. I just think the, the Bengals, um, Just uh, they played good run defense. The 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 Rams look. I I will. I kind of agree with Max here. Sorry, Arch, but I agree that they kind of had to keep. Trying to run the ball, you know, they're trying to set up. This is a play-action team, and there's no play-action if you don't at least attempt to run the ball. But they didn't find any success, you know, whatsoever outside of, you know, Cooper Cup's seven-yard run and Stafford had a seven-yard scramble. Uh, the running backs got nothing going. Um, so I'm going to credit the Bengals' defense. Um, they they came up, they showed up, and uh, it's kind of a, a dare, really. You want to shut down the Rams' running game didn't dare Stafford and that those receivers to beat you they got you know kind of like that bonus if you will uh with Odell being injured I I do think that did change a lot of the play calling for the Rams but the Bengals had no answer for Cooper Cup whatsoever
1: no I mean I things like this make me think I could be a defensive coordinator hey guys they're gonna run on first down and then they're gonna pass the other two downs that's what we're gonna do there's no they're not setting up they're not setting up the play action they're just running into a wall maybe they said
2: maybe well I, and i saw this one play, so-called play action the staffer did like he, he he veers to the left holds his arm out the running that's four yards away from him on his way for his swing pass swing route it's like that's not even a play action why do we bother with that two seconds this <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's that too oh boy all right well you, let's go oh, real to quick the, 50 yeah, cent got really fat
3: Oh my god! Uh, it's funny too. Is I, I and I saw the jokes immediately afterwards. Yeah. I, I, I texted with my buddy. I was like, "Man, he looks like a buck fifty out there.
1: Yeah, he, he did look, yeah. <laughs> uh, a little over a buck fifty. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> two fifty maybe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> two dollars and fifty cents right there. Oh, uh, 50 great halftime t- show, though. No, I, honestly, a very enjoyable. I enjoyed the halftime show a, a lot. Uh, I mean, uh, everyone's saying it's a it, this was a halftime show made for forty year olds, and I guess it, it hit hit to my core because <laughs> it was really fucking fun. Uh,
2: I I wasn't moved. I, I was actually pretty impressed with with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. I could have done without Kendrick. Mary J. Blige did nothing for me. Was disappointed. Eminem only did one song. Um, but you know, as far as halftime, look, the,
1: it was it was decent for what it was. It's just not my genre. Hey, I've never been a Mary J. Blige fan ever. Ever so I I could have skipped that but yeah a, a halftime show with just Dre and Snoop Dogg would have been just fine would, would have been just fine for me <laughs>
3: it was great no, I love the setup I love the uh, yeah it was um, fun the, them in the living rooms and stuff like it was it, it was cool anyway uh, let's get let's get on some sports that are happening today that we've been on I'm sure we can probably touch upon more stuff as it comes up uh, during the week because uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, Aaron Donald possibly retiring Sean McVay um, apparently ESPN wanting to throw tons of money at him to to stop coaching so plenty of stuff to talk about throughout the week I got a couple basketball games today let us start off with Detroit and Washington Uh, Pistons they have lost seven games in a row and just have been regularly blown out I don't know if you see some of these scores in the games they're just not even putting up an effort Um, Wizards not necessarily lighting things up themselves but I think they get the win today uh, still waiting to see when they can get Porzingis back, when he's available to play. I'm, I'm not going to say when he's healthy, because if, if I say when he's healthy, they'll, then he's never coming back. They're just going to see when he's available to play. So it's going to be up to Kyle Kuzma, Thomas Bryant to keep this team competitive. And uh, really, it could be an opportunity for Kuzma to show the potential that many in Los Angeles thought he would never reach. Well, maybe they're right, or, you know, I bet you they probably miss uh, Kyle Kuzma right now in LA um, with the Lakers uh, dealing with the, their guy, Westbrook, right now. Anyway, I think the Wizards get the win today. Uh, $10 money line bet on Washington.
2: It's kind of a tough game to bet on because, as bad as Detroit has been, Washington's been somewhat equal, equal to the task. They've lost three of their last four. Uh, all those three losses were all double-digit blowouts. Uh, so they, they've got a lot of work to do themselves. But you look at Detroit, four and twenty-four on the road. You compound that with what Max mentioned, uh, just completely not competitive at all. I mean, we're talking twenty and thirty-point blowouts. I think Washington also gets it done at home here. So I will lay the four and a half points and put ten dollars on the bullets.
1: All right. Well, you only have to lay four. Oh, it makes me nervous. <laughs> It is moving to four and a half in a lot of books. There's still a couple places where you can get four. It looks like, and I like it. I like it. Only four. I do think the Wizards can can keep it. You know, or can win by more than four. I should say. So we have a kiss of death on the Washington Wizards.
3: I'm hoping the NFL kiss of death didn't uh, you know destroy the mojo for our NBA kiss of deaths because those have been going well. Sacramento at. Brooklyn Nets still don't have Kevin Durant. They just traded James Harden. Won't see Ben Simmons in the lineup for a while. So it's a good thing that they still have Kyrie. Oh, wait. Where's this game being played at? Brooklyn. It's it's in Brooklyn. Oh, Oh, they don't have Kyrie. In fact, they're not going to have Kyrie for the next four games, riding an 11 game losing streak. That's exactly what they need. Such a shame, poor Brooklyn. For the Kings, they've won three of their last four games. And so far, it looks like the Sabonis trade has kind of worked out for them. Crazy, right? You trade for an all-star, and you start winning some games. <laughs> uh, more teams should do that. More, t- more teams should just trade for all-stars. <laughs> I think uh, pairing up Sabonis with Aaron Fox could be enough for this Kings team to make the play-in game. Uh, at least uh, be a competitive team, win some games. And I think they win this one, in fact. So a $10 money line bet on the Sacramento Kings
2: uh yeah when you saw this line sacramento being favored it just tells you what the uh, betting world thinks of brooklyn right now at home as an underdog but i don't even know who's going to be on the floor andre drummond could maybe go 40 and 15 if he even suits up but uh it's hard to like this brooklyn team at all i just couldn't confidently bet on sacramento I, i i've lost my faith in them uh i know it's a whole new team completely different team but they're going to have to earn my trust. So I'll lean the Kings when I'm
1: off this game. Yeah, same, same situation here. I am leaning the Kings minus the three, but I couldn't, couldn't quite get there. Brooklyn can't lose them all, right, Max?
3: Hmm? Yeah. We can lose uh, 15 in a row, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Last one up. I got one more. Uh, Toronto at New Orleans, Raptors finally lost a game, but it was a close one. Uh, Now they're going to look to get a winning streak going once again, heading into New Orleans, Uh, taking on a Pelicans team that they've lost two in a row, and both those games were at home. This was a team that you can find some sneaky value betting on them while they're playing at home, Uh, but maybe that trade for CJ McCollum has created a bit of a lineup issue for them that they need to work out. Uh, I also noticed that they have a big void in their lineup, That maybe gets filled by a massive player should he return. But for this night, they don't have that larger-than-life figure out there. So I think the Raptors get the win. $10 Moneyline bet on Toronto
2: yeah, I think you nailed it on the head. The addition of CJ McCollum just sometimes when you bring in a star player to a new place, it just takes a minute to try and you know get the chemistry and get everything down, uh, particularly with that starting rotation. Um, so I think New Orleans ultimately when this all plays out, will be fine, but I still think they're trying to find their footing. So for that reason, I am on the Raptors as well. I will lay the five points four and a half three and a half. and a half
1: three. Oh shit nope nope no nope. you can't get that anymore i'm sorry four and a half all
2: right well i'll lay the four and a half and uh take the raptors
1: yeah i'm doing it too i love the raptors here so we got our second consecutive kiss of death here so let's do it let's uh let's do it i'm gonna i don't think the pelicans can do it i really don't um three four and a half it doesn't it isn't too many what have you got this at max like closer to six seven um, seven, 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 yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. All right, so yeah, I'm putting my ten bucks on the Raptors and the future celebrity Fit club contestant.
3: <laughs> that's it for me, Panther. You got anything else? I got one more I want to look at. Well, look at Max's
2: favorite team to bet on or against: the San Antonio Spurs. Going to Chicago, the Bulls have won three in a row. They're 21 and eight at home. They're relatively healthy. It looks like Zach Levine might miss this game. Um, but Ayo DeSunmo has really stepped in well for, for Lonzo Ball. He's been playing really well. I just think the Bulls. Um, better starting units and a little bit better depth is uh, better than the Spurs. Dejounte Murray, I love Dejounte Murray, but he just doesn't get much help. I think the Bulls take care of business at home. I lay the five points. Put ten bucks on doubles.
3: I, this is a little close, and in fact, uh, they they the Bulls might be worried about Zach Levine. He's just seeing a knee specialist to see what's going on there, so don't know how long he's going to miss or w- what his overall status is going to be for the rest of the year. Uh, this was a team when they were fully healthy and clicking. Uh, you know one of the best teams in the NBA. Uh, they're still good. They're really good. Uh, I think they, they probably win this one, but I, I got the Spurs keeping it close. I will lean San Antonio getting those points.
1: Yeah, I'm going to lean the Bulls because it's right there. I have it closer to like four and change. It, it's right on the line. You're probably right. You're probably going to cash because it's February and w- what happens in February? All the favorites seem to win, so I'll lean the Bulls with you. Okay, that was uh, all I had for the association all i've got too so we're shooting over to the ice not a lot of games and only one i'm
3: betting on and i'm gonna eat some chalk here i don't even know how chalky it's gonna get at this point chalky we'll say it's it's gotten chalkier since i was looking at it uh toronto and seattle uh maple leafs have not been friends to me the past couple of games they suffered road losses to the flames and to the canucks Yes, trust me, I know, yada, yada, yada. But they continue their road trip today in Seattle, take on a Kraken team that is 9-15-2 at home this season, and one of those losses was a 5-2 loss to the fucking Coyotes last week. Um, definitely not thrilled about eating this chalk, but I could bet this up to minus 240, so mm. I see I can probably get this at minus 225, minus 230, something yeah. like that, yeah. Uh, a little chalky, but I it's still within my threshold, so a $10 bet on the Maple Leafs.
2: Yeah, that, this game stinks to me. I, it's Seattle at home. They're decent enough, I guess. But uh, they have those two wins against the Islanders and Anaheim and that inexplicable loss to Arizona. It just leaves you scratching your head. I honestly was surprised that Toronto wasn't closer to minus 300. <laughs> I, I just think there's such a huge gap between these two teams. Toronto seems like they should win, but that line, to me anyway, seems low. I'm probably leaning the Kraken, or maybe this is one of Iceberg's uh, plus one and a half plays. I don't know, but uh, I'll lean the Kraken.
1: Use the terminology correct. It's the chicken shit play. Chicken shit. That's a chicken
2: shit plus yeah. one and a half.
1: Yeah. No, I think Toronto does win. I think they're probably the most likely team to win today of all the teams. So even the minus 225, I think you're good.
3: All right. Do you got a game, Panther? I got two games. Oh, holy shit. All
2: right. Let's take a look at the Blackhawks going to Winnipeg. You know how much I love these Americans going to take on the Canadians. But uh, this Blackhawks team is just not very good. And uh, they lost four of their last five. They didn't win against Edmonton. Uh, Winnipeg, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one. Technically, they're supposed to lose this one if you believe in that little uh, a little symmetry there, but I just think Winnipeg at home, the better team. Chicago just cannot seem to find their footing in goal or on offense. Uh, I like the Jets here, so ten bucks on Winnipeg.
3: When this opened at minus one eighty two, I did not have the implied probability to bet Winnipeg, but now at the minus one sixty, I do have the implied one, uh, the probability to bet Winnipeg. Only I don't want to. <laughs> I'll lean the Jets here. I think they do win this one, but I, I don't. I don't like that line movement at all.
1: Yeah, I don't like this one either. I even at the minus one fifty nine, I think you're a little, little bit exposed.
3: I have it right there. Like I have this at sixty two point eight nine percent.
1: Yeah, right and what's that? Minus one fifty nine. That's like sixty one percent. It's like sixty one. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like right
3: there for me. Yeah,
1: I, I think you're right. I do think Winnipeg's does win, but man, good luck.
2: I said I had two more. Now that I'm looking a little deeper, maybe I should not bet this one. You're going bail. Uh I'm looking at Edmonton at San Jose, but good God, what happened to the Sharks? They're playing awful right now. Well, okay, here's here's the deal. I'm seeing what's happening here. They have to go through murderers row. Tampa, Washington, Florida, Carolina, Tampa again. Good grief. they got. Bitch slap by the league office with this schedule. And going against Edmonton, Edmonton's not in that class. So I will stick with this bet. Give me the Sharks. What do we at plus 135? Plus 125. Eh, okay, whatever. Give me the Sharks for 10 bucks.
3: I, I mean I kind of love that play, really. I, I have Edmonton barely winning this one. So the the value is definitely on San Jose at home with that plus line. I, I moral support here. Yeah, I, I like that play a lot.
1: Yeah, I'll, I, I I like that one, too. It, it, I have this closer to a 50-50 game, I think. Really close. Yeah.
3: Really
2: close. I yeah. can't
1: quite figure out why it's minus 140. Why it even open up minus 139? So, yeah, I, I would definitely be on that side with you, Panther. Okay. That's all I got for the ice. All right. That's it. So what did we talk about today? We talked about Super Bowl. We talked about how miraculously there's no concussions during a Super Bowl. Hmm. Well, it's weird. <laughs> it must be doing something different with the technology there. And we talked about, not really, but how arrogant is the NFL to let a, com- a spokesman for a competing football league do the intro for their show? Ooh. Oh, we got a couple comments too. Uh, Iceberg says he hit on the Rams money line. He says, "I believe you had to keep trying, but I also think they should have ran the ball out of shotgun a bit more." Yeah, mm. yeah. Let's see. Uh, before the last play, the commentator was like, "What's what's the... that's why they say he's the best guy in the league." Talking about Donald, I said, "Well, now he's got to show it, and he did. Sack." Yep, yeah. yeah, best one. Toronto Maple Leafs money line. There we go. He Solidarity. Said, he said, "Right, it's the chicken shit bet." Chip. <laughs> <laughs> And Iceberg wants Edmonton. Oh, there you go. Fade the Panther. All right. That's it. That
3: is it. Download the DJ's app for Android or iOS. Let us know anything about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks over on Twitter, at BettingAbsolute. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home.
2: Taking you home with a Panther parlay. It's going to be an all-NBA day, so let's go with those Washington Bullets, the Chicago Bulls, and the Toronto Raptors, but they'll be together. That'll be your Panther Parlay, and we'll hang out on Facebook, mostly on Twitter. Give us a shout-out. Call us out by name. We will holler back. But most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing tonight. When it's all said, done, because It's all make some money, fools.
0: Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.